we're back here. Phew. Get get these cobwebs out of the way. I just put those in. Does nobody clean up around here? Oh, I was prepping for Awesome Spooky Month. Oh, I'm, good. I'm, I'm a little. I know good. I'm a little ahead of schedule, but no, no. I think that's perfect. For cobwebs, it's subtle. It's just kind of getting easing yeah, into the mood. Yeah, just a, a subtle hint of yeah. what's to come. We're just a few short weeks away from Awesome Spooky Month, so we are. Why not? Yeah, maybe uh, that that might actually yield a percolation for uh, a little bit later. Uh, but in the meantime, we're in the prefatorium mm-hmm. where we typically convene and talk about comments and show matters. I say typically because for the last three weeks, we haven't done that. So, Yeah. Well, I mean, I was here all alone. <laughs> but That's right. Yeah, everyone else, it seems there's a waltz right by. You did come through, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I'm sorry we missed you. Where do you keep the comments anyway? Oh, they're right over here in this little the satchel. Oh. Yeah, you just got to reach in there. It's kind of like, um, you remember on uh, The Price is Right the game Three Strikes, yeah, where they would have to reach into the bag and they would pull out a little chip, and if it was a number, they would guess you know, where that number went to sure. the price of the car, and if they got a, a red X chip, that was a strike. So this, this bag works exactly the same way. Boom, 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 boom. So we boom. reach in here, we pull out a comment from the Creeper uh, Nation, and we read it, but if we get a strike then that means uh, one of us has to leave the archive. Five more weeks winner also. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I guess um, you've never pulled a strike. You're just really good at this. I've, I, well, <laughs> you know, I grew up watching The Price is Right. So <laughs> uh, enough, I've, been, I've been fairly practiced at this. Now, here's the deal. expert I'm, insight. I'm sure some people are going to be like, oh, my gosh, there's probably so many comments. And even if, even if we did somehow break the record, I'm. Just, I know this is not my usual obsession with the number of comments. Even if we have like 15, it's not going to be legit. Like breaking the comment record 15, unless I guess caveat being, if those 15 are all in the same episode, then damn, skip it. We broke the record, but I'm assuming we did not. Oh, so you're saying because this is like an accumulation exactly. over weeks and weeks, it doesn't really count for. Yeah. Record breaking. All right. Well, let's dive in and see what happens here. We're going to throw ourselves all the way back to the last episode of The Percolator that we did, August 2nd, 2018. And we talked a little bit about that Can You Read My Mind song. And uh, I think you were the only one who had ever heard that before, right? (laughs) See, I was the one that sent it in to you guys. Yeah, yeah. It still trips me out that no one had ever heard of this thing. Well, now hold your horses there, (laughs) Because you know somebody, and I know somebody, named Mike Westfall. Mike Westfall. Yeah. And he says, I've definitely heard Can You Read My Mind. Yes. But I don't think I made the Superman connection. (laughs) <laughs> Which paints an amazing picture because, exactly. like, if you don't John know the Superman, John, Mike, have you seen Superman? <laughs> I mean, that's I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I just want to live in a world where you hear that song and like don't associate it with like you know we had the context of Superman going into it as right. soon as you sent that. I was like, oh, that's amazing. But just imagine if you came across that song in the wild without any, you know, uh, prior right. uh, place setting going yeah. on. Yeah, incredible. 
If you recall, I would love to hear, Mike, the circumstances of how you heard that song. I like to hear Mike sing it. Yeah. 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 That too. Uh, what happens if Mike sings it? Is that, uh, does yes. Awesome Spooky Month get here sooner? Uh, no, but he'll get 10 archive points. Oh, okay. 10 archive points. Yes. Uh, hard to resist. Uh, we also got a comment on that episode from Ashley. Ooh, ash it up. All right. Ashley says, one, I don't recall a training. Oh, yeah, this is, uh, we, we talked a little <laughs> bit about uh, McDonald's uh-huh. and Ashley's experiences in the drive-thru. And she mentioned something about a basement, basement which we debated, right. yeah, considerably. But she says, one, uh, I don't recall a training video for McDonald's. Oh, that's right. I wanted to hear details of the training video. Um she said that McDonald's in Kirksville was rebuilt probably 10 years ago. So it was, uh, uh, it was an older building, I guess, when Ashley was there, and then it's been rebuilt. I don't not believe her, but have you ever heard of a restaurant not having a training video? I mean, if, if it's uh, uh, like a, a, a regular restaurant, then... I would understand them not having a training Sorry, video. But if it's like a franchise. Big, franchise, big yeah, corporation. Not having a training video? Assume, yeah. Yeah, it seems very... I uh, We should do an episode on training videos. There you go. Uh, should we do a training video on how to do an episode on training videos? Uh, yeah. That could be the episode. There you go. That's perfect. Uh, she's two. The booth was a little box of a room in the back of the building. I think you had three and a half walls around you. It really did feel like you were the only person there when you were in it. Now that sounds to me like the um, the gunner station on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> so honestly, this whole drive-through uh, prospect is sounding like really promising. Hey, don't be cocky, John. Right. <laughs> three. The basement was towards the back of the restaurant, behind the kitchen, back where the sinks, freezers, and cleaning supplies were. The stairs went straight down into it, and it was somewhat a, a somewhat small supply closet, really. But it was downstairs. Huh. So it's kind of like the uh, like a cellar with like a ladder is kind of what I'm getting. Well, she says stairs. Well, she does say stairs, but I'm imagining it like sort of... Pool, I like your version better. Pool stairs. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, so a, maybe, a, maybe a cross between a ladder and right. stairs. I don't know. Uh, Ashley, can you draw us a photo of the stairs <laughs> into the McDonald's face? Draw us a photo of the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, then, oh, wait, I'm sorry. We'd also had a comment on that episode from Drew, co-host of the archive. You remember when we got a comment from Tom Felton? Yeah. Who was all dismayed about uh, Drew's inconsistencies regarding the yeah. Star Wars uh, universe. Yeah, of Harry Potter fame. Yeah, yeah, yes. Harry Potter fame. Uh, well, Drew responded. He says, I'm sad to lose Tom Felton as an archive listener, but if he's still listening or reading this comment, let me fully own up to being an absolute hypocrite when it comes to opinions <laughs> on movies or any piece of consumable media for that matter. All I can do is ask for some leniency, as my opinions on Star Wars are absolutely colored by the societal context in which we find Lucas's, now Abrams et al., epic tale. I find myself bombarded daily by Star Wars-related media, and so when forced, yes, forced, to comment on it in the archive, 
My hackles are at full attention. Hey, now, this is a family podcast. Yeah, seriously, dude. Let me also posit this to Tom and any other listeners who may find themselves angry at me, John, Nick, or Adam, if we happen to contradict ourselves as these shows go on. I am no longer the person I was when I recorded the best 2016 episode, nor am I the same person I was yesterday. I'm a constantly evolving ball of emotions, opinions, and concerns. My opinions on a given movie, and whether it fits effectively into its larger cinematic universe, are subject to change day to day, perhaps hour to hour. Perhaps archive to archive. (laughs) Infuriating? Yes. But is that not the human condition we are all subject to? And let me be the first to agree with you, Tom. I do indeed feel like a jackass. (laughs) Not just for the reasons you quite astutely pointed out, but for a number of failings I exhibit on a daily basis. Rest assured, I am my harshest critic. And that is exemplified by this fact. One I have often stated on the show, I simply cannot listen to myself on the archive. (laughs) The archive lost me as a listener long before it lost you, Tom. (laughs) But maybe if I can learn to forgive myself, the archive can win me back. And on that day, perhaps you'll join me. That was heartfelt, and I hope you felt it, Tom. You're welcome back here any time you like. Uh, all right. We also have to throw back to an even earlier episode. Ooh. When we did a little trailing on 2018 Comic-Con uh, coverage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody had some thoughts about uh, that. Who is this somebody? Brian Branding Iron Davis. Brian Bravis. Bravis. Davis. What the hell, Bravis? Bravis says, I would like to sit you all down and run through the full-on deck report of what's coming in movies for the next six-odd months I to a year. I guess he probably has the inside track on this thing. That's true. He has like a list of the actual like movies. Like there. everything that's yes. being released, yeah. Or certainly at least a, 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 a good, a, a broader view of what's available trailer-wise yeah, than yeah. we do. Uh Shoot, maybe we have a Marcus Movie Madness night where we just do trailers. We just watch trailers. I love that idea. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, that's not a, I'm kind of digging that. I would be miserable. That. I know you would. It'd be I great. Love it. uh, What's bad for us is great for the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Bravest kind of lays it out right here. So he wants to run through everything that's on deck, rapid fire, see which ones we are excited, indifferent, or angry about. It would also be fun to see how many of them you would have little or no idea about. There are strange and obscure titles on the horizon. Oh, I bet. He also says, I fully agree about Creed Universe Aquaman and his CG Waterworld adventures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hold out a small hope for a Kevin Costner cameo, but other than that, there are no thrills associated with this DC gem. Thank you, Bravis. All right. After that last uh, round of percolations and trailing and whatnot, uh, we went on a bit of a hiatus for a couple of weeks. Not not an outright hiatus, yeah. but... Don't have the most recent... Uh, we shifted gears a little bit. Shenanigans. Yeah, if you've been listening for the last couple of weeks preceding Why? this episode... Why have you been listening? <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Uh, but this was actually your idea, or uh, it's no, out. no, no, no. This was I had amazing <laughs> ideas that you guys all bastardized and turned into this madness. So, 
I, I, I wash my hands of this. All right. Well, inspired by Adam's <laughs> idea, uh, we decided to do a little profiling of your archive hosts, um, myself included, and we actually kicked it off with the uh, special presentation, Does John Love It or Hate It?, which included a quiz so uh, creepers oh, right. could play, play along at home. Well, we got some feedback on that. First of all, Mike says... I got 50 out of 66, which is 75.75 repeating percent. Wow. Wow. Well done, Mike. That's way better than I got. Uh, He also says they are currently decorating the percolator with pergolas and renaming it the Pergolator. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm completely on board with this. He then adds to that, I took the quiz again, this time answering whether I love or hate them. And I agree with John on 41 out of 66 or 62.12 repeating percent. That's pretty good. I yeah. think that's some pretty good alignment there. I think that's what I got when I just took it, took it. The mm-hmm. 60, what was it? 60? 41 out of 66? What was the percentage on 62? that? 62? Yeah, that's what I got. Oh, okay. I got 62. Nice. Yeah. Ashley took it. She said... It's so funny because some of them you'd answer, and obviously, realistically, it's a toss-up, but as soon as you got it wrong, you're like, well, of course you would, I wouldn't like that. Or like... <laughs> And then, but it, it's, it's you a, rationalized your right. answer, it, even though there was no rationale. Exactly. But then there was a lot, <laughs> then I thought, well, there's no like I could have easily gone the other way. And then if I got it wrong, I'd been like, well, of course of you liked course. it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's part of your charm, buddy. <laughs> well, interestingly, Ashley says I got exactly fifty percent, thirty three out of sixty six. Some of them I kicked myself afterwards because obviously <laughs> John felt the opposite of there what you go. There you go. She says, John, did you love or hate this episode? Ashley, that, uh, that wavers daily. <laughs> no, I think I loved it. I had a good time with it was that. Good, it was, yours was a good episode. Uh, new commenter creeping out of the atmosphere, Jared says, welcome to the comments, Jared, yeah. by the way. Good night, Jared. Uh, he asks, why did you panic in the sandwich line? Uh, I think he is referring to a comment made when I was talking about why I hate Whole Foods. Oh. Uh, and Chelsea... I thought it might have been like the name of an album. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Rush's new album, Why Did You Panic in the Sandwich Line? <laughs> uh, the answer to that is that uh, I'm uh, quite terrible at... Um, the fast casual ordering process. Um, this could be a whole new uh, subject on uh, does John love it or hate it? Because I I absolutely hate going to places like Chipotle or um, Subway where you have to uh, assemble your uh, meal on command. And sometimes it is literally on command from the person who's... Uh, managing the food behind the counter. Um, it's never a good experience for me. Uh, and uh, the same holds true at the Whole Foods sandwich counter where there's a menu, you know. Yeah. And um, I don't know, I guess like maybe I'm just like an outlier here, but I, I feel like whenever I, I end up in these situations, I'm always expected by the both the people behind the counter and the people behind me in line <laughs> to know exactly what I want when I get into this line. And, right, you're sandwiched yeah. between people who want you to order your sandwich. Yes. And I, I, I just don't understand, like, have these people never been here for the first time? 
Have like, they never been indecisive about anything in their life? Yeah. Like when, especially like I feel when, when you are expected to convey information or a decision or something like that's like the worst time for uh, having the inability to do so. Now, it's funny because you and me are pretty much uh, two sides of the same coin because I feel the exact same thing that you're talking about, mm-hmm. only I just don't care. Like that other people are like, why does he know what he wants? I'm like, well, I'll just take my time oh. and I'll just, uh, you know, peruse a little bit and maybe I'll... Whereas I think, I think probably most people would feel a social um, pressure to... Oh, like move it along and blah blah blah. But you know, I, I mean, I, I, I waited. Feel, I waited in line. I put my time in, and now I will. Yeah. Now, now I you will do the time. same. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Well, I feel like the the problem is more the people uh, on the other side of the counter because, like, they hold the key to everything. Sure. Right? Like, I'm not going to progress any further, uh, even if I know exactly what I want. If that communication doesn't go well, <laughs> then this whole operation is just going to grind to a halt. That is true. And like frequently there's this like communication barrier where like this is the sneeze guard. It seems like it could be the sneeze guard, but, but then like, I think it's also like the, it, it seems like people in this uh, particular uh, model of restaurant are either incentivized or at least evaluated on uh, speed. Right. Like this yeah, okay. is the only thing I can come up with to to explain why people are constantly either barking at me to make a decision or they are like Are you sure not like in a pet shop? There's actual dogs. <laughs> if are, there are were you... dogs, it would be so much better. If they were just like woof woof, I would be like uh white cheddar. You know, like it'd be really easy. <laughs> Do you ever like prep yourself going in? So oh, you I try, like... yeah. Oh. I tr- I do try. I try to like, you know, I, I set the expectations as soon as I know I'm headed to a place like that. Right. I like, I just try to be, you know, I level with myself and be like, okay, the outcome of this is going to be terrible. Like <laughs> one way or another, either the interaction is going to be horrible or you're going to like panic and just make a game time decision that results in you getting some garbage that yeah. you wouldn't ordinarily eat. Devil's advocate, uh, self-fulfilling prophecy much. I mean, I'm just saying, what if you went in? Just once, like testing, like a hypothesis, be like, "This is going to go amazing." Yeah, just, just see what happens. Well, what do you What do you think this incident refers to? <laughs> My first time going to the Whole Foods, I had no idea what was going. Yeah, on. that's I true. Just I just wand- wandered over there and said, "Oh, I can get food here." And at a grocery store, you get food. Just <laughs> <strange>. <laughs> fell apart from there. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Jared, for the comment. Uh, I hope that was a satisfactory explanation. We also received another comment from a new creeper in the comments. Uh, This is from Yuri. Hey, Yuri. Hey, Yuri. Welcome to the comments. Yuri says, Chelsea is a really great co-host. When Adam's Uh run as junior archivist ends, you should bring her in as his replacement. Yuri. (laughs) Thank you, Yuri. (laughs) Mm. Funny feeling Yuri rhymes with Nick Maine. Over betting man. <laughs> and we got one final comment on that episode from Brian Blazing Sandals Davis. He says, that was fun, but next time, allow for hate slash love submissions from the masses curated by Chelsea or the other archivists. Ooh. I do like that idea. He says, also, will the love and hate finger tattoos uh, soon follow? <laughs> if so, what font would John choose? Ooh. Uh, 
That's a really good idea. Yeah. I've never thought about it, but yeah. Would you do chiller? Ooh, that would be fun. Yeah. I was thinking Futura, but... Well, that's not good. That's good. I mean, yeah. that's not bad. I think the thing to do in order to keep it um, uh, in in line with the, the whole love-hate assessment uh, mm-hmm. process, I would need to get like the love one tattooed like down my middle finger so it was only prominent when i was like extending my right, middle finger right. and maybe get the hate like on written the, no, on thumbs up like, oh that would be good yeah. i was thinking like on the inside of my hand so that like when i'm waving like physically on the inside of your hand yeah like on the like the inside of like each finger you're trying to say up. like your palm i meant like physically inside your hand like oh, cut your yeah. hand open and have it and tattooed. then put it in there right yeah that would so only too. you knew it was there <laughs> I was just thinking, like, so when I wave at somebody, right. like, and they would think I was, like, greeting them, oh. you know, like, with a well. friendly gesture, but then it actually says hate. Oh, I tried. Sorry. Hate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good questions and comments uh, on that one. Now, uh, you were up next, and you were tasked with convincing Kelly of a variety of scenarios, which, um, well, I think you guys did... Uh, you did some assessment of that on the episode. Did we? Yeah. And, oh, you or, mean her and I did. Lack thereof. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, we got a comment on to that effect. Oh, okay. From uh, oh, this is another new commenter. Uh, oh this boy, is Johnny L. Cochran Jr. Jr. Uh, Johnny, welcome to the comments. He says, "Great episode, Adam. Could you please give some more in-depth discussion about your advanced persuasion strategies?" Perhaps a deep dive? <laughs> Wait a minute. So this quote-unquote new commenter knows about deep dives? Uh-huh. Um, well, See, I mean, first-time commenter. This is falling apart. Long-time creeper, maybe. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you for that comment, Johnny. Yeah, I guess you want me to go on a deep dive of how we think about... Uh, he, he wants that. I don't want no, that. No, I don't think anybody wants that. Well, maybe I guess he does, like you said, but... Uh, all right, we got one final comment on uh, the l- most recent uh, profile episode titled "Nick is really dumb," which I, I, just for the record, I don't, I don't like, I don't like that. No, you, you disagree. No. I really like the. <laughs> you were going to say no. I agree. I just don't like it. I like the Nick, 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 Nick. Nick is really dumb. That works really well. Yeah, so a plus for for that. But if you just take it at face value. It just says Nick is really dumb, and I think that's kind of mean. Agreed. Yeah. Ashley says, uh, Nick is worse at rapping than I thought he'd be. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is part of the charm, uh, but point taken, Ashley. Thank you for that comment. I don't know if you go back and listen to the... um uh, not the Lost Generation, but what was oh, the Beatnik episode? Oh, the Beatnik, yeah, the, he was the pretty good generation. at spoken word. Yeah, like, his spoken word slam was yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah, so he should have just maybe delved into that part of his brain and and uh, referenced that next time. Could have gone better on the next uh, profile episode, right. which is all we're going to do from now on, since none of us can ever get together. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's enough of commenting. I think we mentioned earlier something about a percolator. Yup. Let's go do it.
know, we really need like uh, like a creature from the Black Lagoon hanging out in here during Awesome Spooky Ooh. Month. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. You just kind of float here just under the surface right? in our little uh, uh, chamber of uh, random Horrors. thought. Oh. <laughs> Same. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mentioned that uh, I, I had a percolation related to um, the approach of Halloween. Right. Just so you know real quick, uh, and by you, I'm talking to our listeners, in case you've never listened before, uh, the percolator is where we talk about kind of random stuff off the off the cuff, off top of the head. Yeah. Um, what we're, whatever we're stewing on. Yeah. Yeah. We usually call it steeping. Yeah. But also stewing. Yeah. In this case, this is something I've been stewing on Ooh, yum. for a long time. Yeah, and I probably have spoken about this uh, in uh, frustration in the past. <laughs> but um, so you, I think, are probably aware, as are most of our listeners, that um, as far as retail is concerned, Christmas season starts about uh, the day before Labor Day. I'd say like, in, many, in some places that is... Absolutely accurate. Yeah, like it. It seems like the infuriatingly so. Yes, the rollout of uh, Christmas merchandise in retail outlets seems to get earlier and earlier every year. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I I used to be really upset about that. I used to like have major frustrations about it, and in fact, yeah, I still do. Like, I'll lash out occasionally. I have been known to like knock things off shelves. Good. Or um, I I can't remember where it was, but I boycotted a place because I walked in, and I think back in those days it was like still early October. Yeah. But I was like, "What is this madness?" Yeah. And I said, "No, we'll try again next year." Store. <laughs> I can't remember. That's, I'm so angry. I that's impressive. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Well, I should probably take up that practice. <laughs> Uh, I figure if enough people do it, maybe they'll realize. They'll get hey, the hint. We keep putting out stuff now in September, for God's sakes. Yeah, uh, and people stop shopping here. Like all of a sudden, instantly, maybe there's a correlation. Maybe there. it would make an impact. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've I've tried to get over this um, because it doesn't seem like it's going away until we band together and and form a protest. There you go. Uh, but. Now there's an entirely new frustration associated yeah, with it. I think it. I know where you're going with this. You know, like, okay, we're going to start stocking Christmas items three months early. Fine. I expect stores to follow suit with every other seasonal operation. Oh, you want them to do this? You know what? It's fine. It's fine. That means that your Halloween shit better be on store shelves June 1st. Right. It's still not out. Well, it depends on who you on where you go. So it's I thought see I'm seeing the opposite. So here we are in late August and for at least two weeks now, at least two weeks, Halloween candy has been out at more than one location. All right, I will give you that. I have yeah. seen Halloween candy out. I've seen also some but. some pumpkin y sort of stuff. And this is like this is this is the dead of summer, people. Like this is getting asinine. <laughs> like it, where, where where does it end? Where does it end? And and I thought about this, and I think it ends when we go back so far that all of a sudden it just kind of resets itself. Like oh, like put, eventually we catch the tail, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're putting out Christmas stuff in September, and then next year it'll be July, and next year it'll be April, and then all of a sudden, whoop, February. Hey, we're almost there, and then back in December again. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm fine with that. I guess. Yeah. I'm sorry, I totally derailed what you were. No, saying. No, no. I mean, I think that 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 solves the problem. Yeah, I just 
is is mind boggling. I, I do not. I get. I guess it's just money, but it just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Are they really? Are they really getting that great of sales this early on to warrant this behavior? I think what probably happens is there is a contingent of people who are just like excited about Christmas, and so as soon as they see it. They're like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy all this new stuff because I'm really excited about it. Right. So there's like a big surge right at the beginning. And so they think... Are they drinking surge while they're doing it? Absolutely. I hope yeah. so. But it's like holiday surge. Right. So it's, <laughs> the bottle's red and right. green. <laughs> yeah. But so, so they think, you know, they look at the numbers and they're like, oh, look at this. Like we, we tried rolling this stuff out early this year and people were really excited about it. Right. Like the, our, our sales are way up this week over last year because, you know, the Christmas stuff wasn't out that early last yeah, year. So it yeah. looks like this is working out when in the long term, it's probably like dipping hard after that. And then you have weeks where nothing's happening. I would assume so. Look, you you can solve this uh, stores of America. You can you can make this better for me by just putting Halloween stuff out as soon as possible. Yeah, just don't take it down. Yeah, just don't. Just there you go. Just do not take it down. Convert your store to Halloween seasonal mode and do not stop it. Or hell, you could have an aisle if you if you want to get this crazy. Have it be the holiday aisle, and every it's all stuff is up all year round. Just oh, leave all yeah, your leave you all your holiday shit there. You yeah. want to have you want to buy Easter stuff in, in in November? You can find it. You there. can do it. Yeah, yeah. St. Patrick's Day stuff on Fourth of July. Boom, no problem. Just everything holiday just goes in that aisle. There now, yeah. now everyone can shop the ridiculousness to their heart's content. But it should all be like eighty nine percent Halloween. Well, yeah, that goes without saying. Okay, good. Uh, what are you steeping on? I don't even know. <laughs> 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 this, this holiday thing. For years now, it's just, it's just irked me. Um, and I'd say even that what pisses me off more is usually the week of Halloween, if not even sooner, you'll see them start taking that stuff down. Oh, yeah. That, that is some, it, super frustrating. Because they I don't just, do it for Christmas, right? Ex- Christmas it's like should a be up until January. Double standard, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that, they will like start putting it out early and they will let it linger there fester on those shelves, (laughs) you know, for weeks after the holiday. Yeah. But man, yeah, they start migrating stuff like Halloween stuff off the shelves, you know, mid October. Yeah. To make room for Christmas stuff. Yeah. It's not even Halloween, much less Thanksgiving. I mean, there's numerous holidays. Boxing day. What about boxing day? Wait, is that January? No, it's early. Wait, that's December 26th, isn't it? It might be. I get that in Bastille Day confused sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of our Canadian listeners, help us out here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember which is we which. We are big in Canada. Right. <laughs> uh, so I had another thing. Yeah, go for it. Are you familiar with Joe Bob Briggs? Joe Bob Briggs. Briggs. I cannot say I am. Joe Bob Briggs, you might, you might, uh, this, this might jog your memory. Um, he was a, uh, host. I think he got his start. Um, well, at least he came to my attention in the eighties as the host of, uh, I believe it was Joe Bob Briggs drive-in movie show. No, that was the TNT show. He had a different show. Okay. Anyway, he was on, uh, I think it was the movie channel, which I didn't have as a kid. I never had access to that. 
Um, but every like Saturday night, uh, he would do, uh, like a, I can't remember if it was one or two movies, but he would, uh, like an Elvira sort of thing or like a Cisco Niebuhr. Exactly. Like an Elvira kind of thing. Okay. So it was so he's hosting the movies, He's hosting the movies. And gotcha. these were all like the, the sort of bottom of the barrel from whatever the company had acquired. So I think Showtime was the owner of the movie channel. Okay. So it was like the, the weirdest stuff that they would never air normally, but they would give it to him and then he would watch it and like provide, you know, commentary and insight. And he would do these totals where he would be like, this movie has four rolling heads, uh, five disembodied. uh, Oh, I love this. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. As a kid, I would have, no. So first of all, I don't recall this. You never saw. Okay. Yeah. But 13 year old me is like ecstatic. Eating it up. Right. It's like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so he, he did that for a stretch and then it, it was retired and then TNT, I think it was TNT brought it back, had him, uh, this is like late nineties, mid to late nineties. Um, and it was the same concept. It was just like called something different. I think that one was, was Joe Bob Briggs, uh, drive-in movie theater. Um, picture this dude in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put it in there. Um, well, anyway, so I bring it up because uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Joe Bob Briggs came back. He, he stepped out of retirement and resurrected the Joe Bob Briggs drive-in movie marathon. Is uh, he known for anything else? I mean, he's a writer, I think, uh, and kind of a, just a overall... Uh, personality, media personality. Okay. I'm um, uh, sorry. I, you know me, I look everything up. So I actually looked, pulled up a picture and I actually vaguely do remember this guy. I don't think, uh, I did see his show, but I, his face looks familiar. Yeah. Well, he's back. Yeah. Apparently, uh, his, um, his recent marathon, uh, his first one coming back crashed the servers it uh, crashed the Shutter servers. Yeah. yeah. So Shutter, which is a streaming service for horror movies, um, they asked him to come back and just do one weekend. And I don't know if this was live or if it was pre-recorded, Ooh, and they just called, broadcast. It's called Monster weekend. Vision on TNT. Monster Vision was yeah the TNT That's a one. Great name. Yeah. Um, so they brought him back, and the, and the the premise was he was only going to do it for this weekend. Uh, but it was so successful, it crashed the servers that that's going to be like a regular thing now. They're going to do another season of it, and it's great. Um, I I just I, same I format, up, yeah, it's same format. But it's it's um, now you can you can watch it live, you can watch it as it airs, um, or you can go back and watch it um, because it's a streaming service. Right. You can go back and revisit it as though it's a series, you know? Very nice. Uh, so yeah. And it, it's, um, incredibly cool. Like, um, and, and like the very definition of binge worthy because it, it was filmed prepared as one long stretch, you know, this 28, 36 hour movie marathon, right. Where it just keeps going. And one episode bleeds into the next one. And so when you're watching it on the streaming service, it's like, He's literally, he's, he's wrapping up one movie and just like goes right into the next one. <laughs> and it, it, it really does feel like you are, you're just hanging out in this basement with Joe Bob Briggs That's talking awesome. about movies. Yeah. It's, it, it's way better than I even expected it to be. Where do they film that? Do you know? Where do they film it? Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. It, it's on a set somewhere, oh. but they dress it up uh, nicely. I was going to see if you could go crash it, if that would be... Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Something that, that would, they would be okay with. They should like just auction off the ability to hang out for a night. You know? Do uh, like a Kickstarter thing, like one of the um, rewards. Yeah. Is hang out with Joe Bob Briggs and talk yeah. movies. That would be cool. Or they should not auction it off and just give it to me. Yeah. Just let me do it. But only if you have a uh, Monster Squad cane. <laughs> to prove your level of right, my with, worth. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I probably have a little bit of time to find that. Yeah. Go digging. Yeah. <laughs> or make one out of paper, <laughs> 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 which is about as sturdy as that thing was. I'm sure it was. <laughs> um. You got anything else? I, you know, I really don't. I just, I'm, you know, school is uh, started up again. Uh, and summer, the summer heat's still beating down on us, and I'm just tired. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, it is miserable out there. Yeah, I think that was a 106 heat index today. I don't even know what those words mean. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, so all right, well, yeah, I just, I think rather than me kind of just, <laughs> I don't know why I stopped now, but <laughs> inanely rambling about about whatever. Uh, this is. Keep it short and sweet this week. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get out of this hot water. Yeah. And uh, sorry, <laughs> I was leaning on the temperature dial. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, you thought I was being crude. Incorrect. I did, I did a little bit. Yeah. You were actually. I was. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're going to hear when you listen to the next archive episode, but uh, send us your comments about it. Keep on creeping, and uh, we'll we'll catch you back here next time. Good night, everybody.